Welcome to Rough in the Diamonds, the show where we review the most out-of-place episodes of the greatest TV series. I'm Nathan, and I'm joined by my mysterious co-host, Dave. Hello. Hello there, Hello. Nathan. Very mysterious. You lived up to your name, my friend. Uh, I try. Dave, today we're talking about The X-Files. Yes, that is correct. Dave, I was a little surprised when this one made our list. I, yeah. I thought... What could the X Files have been up to that sort of qualified it for our show? I thought, oh, maybe the episode will be a little bit cheesy. Um, it's about video games. Maybe they'll be playing through a video game, and it'll be really bad graphics and really poorly designed, and and that'll be it. But I really was not expecting this train wreck of an experience that we got. Me neither, I will be honest. It was really not, like, it certainly had issues, just not the issues we were expecting it to have. It was ham-fisted writing. It didn't know what it was doing. It was a mess from start to end. <laughs> uh, this was certainly a fun watch, though, I'll be honest. Completely ridiculous, but a fun watch. It's a shame that even our protagonists, Mulder and Scully, or Moldy and Smelly, as they're known to rough in the diamonds, <laughs> couldn't even... Couldn't even save this one. Yeah, they did their best. Great, great, great protagonists, great people, but they just couldn't bring it back from the uh, dumpster fire that it was. The X-Files, Season 7, Episode 13, First Person Shooter. We've got three random dudes dressed in uh, pretty strange armor. One of which is Goma Pyle from Full Metal Jacket. Wait, what? I didn't notice that. From now on, you're Goma Pyle. Yeah, the the fat guy. Yeah. There's two skinny guys and a fat guy. He was <laughs> Goma Pyle from Full Metal Jacket. And your parents have any children that live? Sir, yes, sir. I bet they regret that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And they're jeeing each other up. They're going really psycho. I felt like they went a little bit too far on that. They were just they're crazy, man. Hyped hyped up on too much red cordial. I don't know how this would have read in the day and age. It it was explicitly clear to me that this was some sort of VR experience. Except that they weren't wearing VR headsets. As soon as I saw it, I just thought it was laser tag of some variation. Year two thousand, maybe the kind of the year everyone started saying lol. And Lameo and Ruffle. Oh, that's true. Wow. They cut to a booth where they're being observed on old-timey, chunky computers. They're unconvincingly kind of saying how engaged these guys are. They're going to tear each other to shreds. What, one of the lines this one guy said, he said, Oh, the bloodthirst is unquenchable. I feel like they've made the actors talk the way somebody who has never played a video game, thinks that gamers talk. That happens a lot through this episode. Yes. Yeah. I had I had some real problems with that. Um, but at this point, they're all jumping around. They're just being idiots. It's, it's fine. They kind of stand behind a barricade 
and they're shooting at dudes on motorbikes. Yeah, they're just sort of the motorbikes just sort of drive at them, and they shoot the motorbikes. And they didn't take cover or do anything. I, I'm not kind of saying that to just sort of pick at it and say, oh, it's it sucks. I, I, I'm just trying to say that it would have been really easy to put some movement and action into these scenes and maybe believe that these people were kind of really into it. Maybe they could actually duck behind cover. I, I did wonder if maybe it was meant to resemble actual video games in the year 2000 that we didn't have cover systems, then maybe your game would be so simplistic you didn't even have a crouch button in a first-person shooter. So right. realistically, you might just stand still. I'm thinking like GoldenEye 007, right? It really was aim and shoot, and there was a very limited amount of mobility that you had, and maybe that's what they're supposed to have as well. Right, yeah, because they just sort of stood there, and like the main guy, I guess, who was we can now assume is their leader of sorts. Oh, that's right, Private Pile! Is just standing there waiting, and then he says, okay, fire, and then they all stand up and shoot at the motorbikes. Like, they don't try to take cover, they just, that's when they just stand still. I will motivate you, Private Pile! Yeah, did you notice, the, did you see the poster of them on the wall later on in the episode? Yeah, later on, it's the same three guys, or what looks like the same three guys. I don't know if these three... Ugly dudes are like the poster children for the, the, the actual product. Or Not really great if poster if children. they're supposed to be but... famous for it doing something, maybe they're laser tag heroes. I don't know. Was that just the first people they found? They're like, oh, you guys want to be on a poster for a new game thing? And they're like, yeah, sure. Pile, say what the hell is the matter with you anyway? It's just their demographic. Fat dudes and really skinny weird dudes. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't, let's just get reductive with this. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Your fat ass over there, front pile. One of these blokes runs off by himself, where there's no baddies at all. Bit weird to me. And a random chick walks up to him. What was your thoughts <laughs> when you saw this happen? How women sometimes get objectified in video games, and it's like the men are wearing, you know, battle armor or things that would probably protect them in battle, and then the women are like wearing, you know, quote-unquote armor, but it's basically a G-string. And they're like, oh, no, it gives it gives me protection. To my eyes, it looks super weird. Yeah. <laughs> He's playing a video game where you shoot people. He sees a computer-generated person who doesn't shoot her. He walks up to her, <laughs> gets down on one knee. Gets down <laughs> on one this knee. This dude is, the, like, the world's biggest neck beard. He's like, m'lady, and kisses her on the hand. <laughs> <laughs> In the show's defense, maybe they were playing that, oh, he thought he'd won somehow and he, and he gets, you know, saves the girl or something. Maybe that's what they were going for. It was still weird, though. Yeah, I remain unconvinced. She shoots him, Dave. She shoots him dead. <laughs> but not before saying. Man, what a cliffhanger to launch into the title sequence from. Yeah, absolutely. Getting the, getting the blood pumping already thriller we know this is no ordinary company dave when Mulder and scully of the fbi have to sign non-disclosure agreements <laughs> to access a crime scene yeah man they went to the, the front office to see the security guard i guess and he was like sign these papers please kind of weird 
if someone had been murdered in your place of work and, I don't know, the federal police show up and say, we're here to see the crime scene, you can't say, officer, I need you to sign these papers first. You yeah. can't do that. Yeah, that's not how it works. And they're not even... They are there to see a dead body and the local nerds show up and don't let them even do that. They have to give them a spiel first about how good their company is. It's just stereotypical nerd speak. They're like, hey, dude, what's up? To, like, these FBI agents. Because oh, that's you what know, you Dave, do normally. Don't you know, all nerds are gross. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's true. We have to mock the intelligent people and make them seem disgusting. Because nerds are the absolute worst. They are, man. Hate them. This is actually something that sickens me in media. They portray intelligent computer people as being disgusting and weird and yet try to promote their story as if it's for those very people. Yeah, right? I mean, I feel like the same thing happens for um, Big Bang Theory, right? I was going to say exactly the same thing. Yeah. It, it, it is kind of presented as though it is for people that are into pop culture when really all it does is make fun of them for it. It does, doesn't it? Occasionally, I've, I've had a, you know, a laugh from it occasionally, but largely it's, it's yeah, just what you said there. Bazinga. <laughs> they say that they have parts of their map that aren't mapped that they, they literally yeah. say we've never mapped this area before like, how did they you make made it this game this complicated <laughs> vr game and you just left out half of half of the map and when you do see it it's like ultra low resolution and even in black and white it's so bad it's yeah they, they just didn't bother to finish their game but but at the very start we see people enjoying the game and it is as real as real life but on a computer screen <laughs> it's like bitmap and, and 256 colors <laughs> that's entertainment thankfully Mulder <laughs> says random things about computers <laughs> and tells the yeah. nerds exactly what to do the nerds who have made this game and built using the, their own software <laughs> To somehow find the place using a wireframe image. And we finally see, after it all renders, after like two minutes, a picture of the murderer herself. And when that happens, one of them exclaims. Because, you know, <laughs> women don't play video games. Women aren't in video games, right? So. Actually, did you, like, realise that the villain has no motive. It says yeah. she, fe she feeds off male energy or whatever, and she is clearly, like, murdering people. Maybe it was somehow a manifestation of Phoebe's working in the male-dominated industry, you know, choking in testosterone, as she put it. So maybe it's the character is a manifestation of that, of her anger. Whoa. Maybe. And I feel like I'm getting giving the writers too much credit here just for this one episode. No, no, but, I like your head, Canon. You think that uh, Matreya, or whatever her name is, 
is the manifestation of Phoebe's angst. Because we never, we never heard anything about the game that she was making, except that she was making one. Yeah, she was making one, and this, this amazing princess lady, her goddess, as she called her, was the, I guess, heroine of her game, or a cool character from her game, one of the two, and then yeah. she just puts herself into the other game. It's weird, right? Because normally when you see episodes really choke on like something video game-ish, I start thinking of like movies that were made in the 80s because like their source material was arcade games, right? Yeah, they didn't have that much to work with, so... But this is the year 2000, so you have, even by then, like a wealth of content. Yeah. You know, it is actually true. Like, we've played a lot of video games together. We've got recordings of it. And when you and I play video games together, we go completely insane, just like them. Absolutely, man. Just like, oh, all the time. Off the hook. Completely insane. Because gamers are crazy. We are bananas. Lol. 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 Lameo. This is a fun game. I am enjoying myself. <laughs> teabag. Teabag. <laughs> Lol. Lameo. I love Fortnite. <laughs> Lol. Pwned. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not even mad at that. <laughs> 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 Suck it! Oh, good one. Lol. Lol. Oh man, I've got Doritos all over my keyboard. Oh, oh no. Hang on, I'm just going to go and um, get another glass of Mountain Dew. We talked just a little bit before about how this girl in the game is being represented with skimpy clothes because of a problematic issue that does exist in some video games of of women being underdressed while men are overdressed but this female character was developed by a woman yeah because she makes this point later about being you know oh choking in testosterone like in you know i guess the male dominated industry and yet she scanned this woman for her character that's exactly right it it keeps digging into this accusation that video games are only about the male hormonal fantasy nothing can defeat the penis but the the men developers have only made a game about guns and shooting stuff meanwhile the woman is making <laughs> this hypersexualized content <laughs> Yeah, I didn't get that. She. Uh. She just, she goes full Karen at this point. She goes full Karen at this point. Full Karen, cannot be stopped. She wants to speak to that manager. The full Karen alchemist. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty good actually. 
I would watch that. For the viewer, the point is the person watching this is supposed to say, this is going to be a really sweet episode of The X-Files. I'm going to really like it because it's about video games. People get stuck in video games. There's like characters coming to life. Mulder and Scully are actually going to be in there with guns. It's going to be awesome. And then you've got Scully saying, oh no, video games are a male hormonal fantasy. I tell you, men haven't changed since the dawn of time. They're disgusting. The people who play them are wasting their time. Like, how dare you? I look down on those people. It's the worst. I don't even care, Mulder, that you're the one who's doing it. I'm giving you filthy glares. And look, I appreciate the kind of the 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 energy in the X-Files is is this to and fro between Mulder and Scully. And, and Scully's clearly like being a pessimist about what's going on but the reality she, she, she's not being a pessimist about the the capacity of someone to be caught in a video game it's not like aliens i don't believe it she's intentionally holding this viewpoint against real people in our real society and i'm not comfortable with it. yeah i didn't like it either i felt very i mean i get that her cat like you said i get that her character is the to and fro how um Mulder is more of the, you know, he believes in more of the supernatural and the unknown while she's very sort of straightforward, um, logical kind of thinking. But even so, it just mm. felt very over the top. Tried to apply those same rules, and I think they really got it wrong this time. Yeah, I agree. In a, a not-okay way. Okay, so enter Daryl Masashi, supposedly some legendary gamer in the X-Files universe. Oh my god, it's Daryl Musashi! It's him. It's it's really him. I cannot believe it. I'm such a big fan. They led him straight into the video game, even though someone's literally just died in there. Yeah, he just walks right in there. The the character Daryl Musashi looks to me like of um Malaysian descent, perhaps Chinese, but he's got a clearly Japanese name. Yeah, so it's actually played by a guy by the name of Christopher Ng. I, I don't know about you. To, 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 to me, that's a little bit racist, particularly as when Atreya, after she cuts off his hands and, and is about to kill him, speaks to him in Japanese as well. So, Dave, what did she say in Japanese? Can you translate um, this for me? Okay, so I speak Japanese and I live in Japan and I had no idea what she was saying. Um, all I could make of it was that she was talking about her face and maybe his face. What? But, yeah, the other words she was saying was the pronunciation was so off that I had no clue. That's my friend who is Japanese and she couldn't make heads or tails of it either. So you speak Japanese, you live in Japan... Yep. You you brought this to native Japanese speakers and no one knows what she's even saying. Yes, yes. <laughs> Great work, guys. And the subtitles of the episode say, in brackets, speaks Japanese. Really Thanks, felt, guys. Really <laughs> felt culturally enriched by this episode. 10 out of 10. It started, it started with Watashi, didn't it? Doesn't that mean I am? Yes. Well, what, well, not necessarily. It just means I, like the subject being I. Oh, so, so I said something... something about my face and then his face and there was some garbled words in between that I couldn't make out at all. Oh, man. Good times. That is really super crap. And I stand by the fact, I I think it's racist since you actually said it to a Chinese guy. Though I could, I you could argue that 
he's a massive weeb and has learned Japanese. That's that's possible. Did he did he um is that why he called himself? Did Darryl he change Musashi. his last name to Masashi? Maybe his last name previously was like I don't know Ing. Smith or something. <laughs> <laughs> his name was Daryl Smith. Darryl He's Smith. of Chinese descent, but he just loves Japanese culture so much. He went full weeb. So he changed not his first name, but his last name to Musashi. It's it's so obvious now. <laughs> Why didn't we see it before? Take back everything I said. This episode is amazing. But these dudes <laughs> sitting in like the control booth. <laughs> Watching Daryl Musashi <laughs> just like shoot some guns <laughs> are going absolutely bananas and losing their mind as if it's the best thing they've ever seen ever. Yeah, they're just they're just going crazy. They're like, oh, he's in the zone, man. He's he's doing so good. Oh, as expected. He knows no Darryl fear. Musashi. He knows no fear. Yeah, the guy, would... one of the guys, said that at the start. This I guess he was trying script. to sound badass, but it was so bad. You know when you see those ads for phone games on your Facebook news feed and they're like played so clumsily like no person could ever be that bad? That's these guys. These are the That's guys. A very good description. These are the guys who give all their money away to hot Twitch streamers just hoping to be noticed. These guys are the worst. <laughs> While Scully and Mulder go into the jail cell where the stripper is being held to question her, all the cops standing around, like, there's probably 10, at least 10 of them, probably 15. There's, like, 10 dudes. 10 dudes, and they're all just standing there gawking, like, biting their fist kind of thing. And then Mulder does it as well before he goes in. And that's just, that was just really uncomfortable. We've already established, like, in this story that the the sexualization is happening by women. Either a woman is presenting herself in a very sexualized way, or a, a woman is literally designing um, images of women that are sexualized. <laughs> but we're trying to, I don't know, somehow suck men into this as doing something wrong. What is, it, what's the point they're trying to make? I don't get it. And these are policemen. Not the first time they would have picked up a stripper or a woman of the yeah. evening. <laughs> you feel and like you know that would what? happen on a pretty regular basis. Here's a really big surprise for you. Um, if you want to see a stripper, <laughs> there are joints you can go to <laughs> and see them. <laughs> and they wear even less clothes if you go there. <laughs> I mean, if they're that surprised by just picking one up, I guess, you know, wow. Must be a really jaw-dropping discovery for them. <laughs> These are like the most inexperienced police officers ever. <laughs> oh my like, god, it's a real lady and she had hardly it- have any clothes on. I can't oh, believe it. It was, it was so sick, bro, man. Gotta see some boobs. Yeah. I've been and, I've been walking the beat for ten years and I've never seen anything like this. You know, I I feel like maybe all the cops that were there, the ten to fifteen cops that were standing there, were all new recruits who had just started on the job and had not seen strippers before <laughs> on the job. Maybe these aren't the actual like policemen maybe these guys are just like all have admin positions <laughs> <laughs> they're wearing like policeman clothes so no <laughs> maybe they're answering the 911 calls i don't know <laughs> just, just trying to work with you here <laughs> yeah 
we were trying to give, give things in this show's defense, but there's really, really not much we can do. <laughs> oh, there's a Fatal Attraction style leg cross from her as well, um, where she flashes, <laughs> uh, flashes Mulder. And I have to tell you something. It's really wonderful that the level of technology exists that people can experience video games that are true to life. Yet, if you want to show an image from that video game, you have to print it off <laughs> and carry a piece of paper around. Yeah, right. It's just, oh, you know. So here's our potential killer, our suspect, our prime suspect from this amazing VR technology game we've created. Let me just print it out on my dot matrix printer. If she's as real as real life, why is every picture of her like a 3D generated image? Yeah, because when she shows up in the video game world and kills the guy at the start of the episode, she doesn't look like a you know a, v- a CGI character. She looks you know like a a, f- a human, and yet in the computers she's just all crappy. 90s cgi looking it would have been cheaper to take a photo of her and print that off and made the episode actually better smart move there guys good job on that note i have to flag that when someone gets shot in the game they have like a blood pack that explodes to make everything seem more realistic right yeah but when she was doing the autopsy she thought like she actually said that that was her first thought that the blood pack may have exploded the wrong way and, and, like, exploded into the guy's chest and killed him. But if you're in a VR game, you don't need to have real blood packs making messes exploding everywhere. You're not going to be you're looking a video at game. Your, yeah, it's all you're not going to be looking at your friends or, or yourself, for that matter. It's all graphics. <laughs> this episode just needed, like, the most basic proofread <laughs> to fix it. But our heroes, Moldy and Smelly, won't give up, Dave. Are you quitting on me? Well, are you? No, they're fighters. They're fighters, all right. One man has been killed in the game. The OG original guru, <laughs> Daryl Masashi, <laughs> quickly followed. <laughs> original guru. They could have said original gamer and it would have been better. <laughs> so cringy. Um, surely no one would be stupid enough to go straight back into this game. But, you know, people can still come in and play the game. Did you pick up on their comments on what they were trying to do to purge this, like, artificial intelligence, sentient mind character out of the game? I I got bits and pieces of it, but it sounded like they were just making up, like, computer jargon and then sort of using it wrong. A resolution like, upgrade. They a said resolution a res- like, upgrade. How is that going to fix the problem? That's not going to do anything. It's, it's <laughs> How do you upgrade the resolution? Like, how do you even? What were they thinking? The, the guys can't get out of the VR. This is basically the plot to Sword Art Online. Sword Art Online in the year 2000. Skynet all over again. There is a way, you know, to power down a program... Uh, What's that, Nathan? Yes, sometimes um, in walls where the the power plug actually plugs in, there's a sort of switch. And uh, what Uh, actually happens, if you press that switch, it it actually turns off the power. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Seriously? Yeah, this technology was actually around in the year 2000 as well. I mean, and then here's me running outside to my fuse box every night. But somehow, somehow, let's just go with it. The computer has taken control of the <laughs> mainframe. <laughs> they definitely say mainframe at one point. <laughs> yeah, mainframe. So there's only one answer. Moldy has to jump in. Jumps in to join the fight to save the day because he's cool. There's the awkward jogging bust Mulder while he doesn't shoot scene. Oh, those, that was maximum cringe right there. So bad. There's the many, many rolling forward flips. <laughs> I don't get why she didn't just run at him. It would have been faster rather than because... flipping like that. But she didn't even look cool, so... He must have had about three or four opportunities just to, like, shoot her and end it. She, she apparently feeds Why? off male rage. <laughs> oh, jeez. There's, oh. there's better ways to make a man angry than to, like, awkwardly run across the screen and do lots of backflips. That that isn't in like my top ten trigger warnings. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's really not an issue for me. So I mean maybe for some people it is. I'm not judging, but she pulls out her large broadsword and she turns invisible and then teleports behind him. Teleports behind you. Nothing personnel, kid. <laughs> While Mulder was solving crimes, she was. Practicing the blade. <laughs> she was practicing the blade. When the video <laughs> games take over, you have the audacity to come to me for help. <laughs> it was, and, and then, after that, after she, she teleports behind him, she swings her sword at him and misses, and it goes into the wall. Anyway, if he falls over, gets knocked unconscious, you would assume that then she would just kill him, but... And she doesn't. She just leaves him, along with the sword, like, stuck in the wall. She tries to hit him with a knife that's in her heel. So we're really going all out. <laughs> She's going for the stylish kills? Like, what's the point of getting the kills if you're not stylish? I, I personally thought it was, like, pretty cool when he got to the next level and he's, like, <laughs> in his really weird combat gear holding a sword... And he's in an old-timey American frontier town in the desert. Like, that was pretty... That's a pretty fun idea. That was cool. I did agree. She's not spending her time shooting and swinging a sword around. She's, like, backflipping, <laughs> strolling around, trying to hit people with knives in her shoes. <laughs> she runs faster with a sword. What yeah, is they... really uncomfortable and inappropriate about this episode is the sunglasses that Mulder wears because <laughs> they are the worst things ever. The ten, <laughs> they were like weird swimming sunglasses. goggles that were tinted. <laughs> no, nah, mate. Those, those glasses you bought at the server, you're not fooling anyone. level one was just some guys in bikes so i feel like the level one would be pretty easy to get past 
But then level and... two is just this massive difficulty gap. No one's ever beaten level two of this game. And there's no story in this game. Yeah, no, it's just, it's like an on-rails shooter, but it's not, it doesn't have a unified theme. This is a Sorry. tech demo. This isn't a game. Maybe that's what they're going for, but I really doubt it. Good thing that Scully is convinced. As a woman, woman to woman, a woman's the only person who can do this. <laughs> to enter the game herself, because she understands what it's like to be in a, uh, a world run by the man. That means that she can shoot women with her gun. In the Western setting, in this outdoors kind of wild, wild west setting, she shows up and like a tank just materializes out of nowhere and she's sitting on the barrel and shooting a machine gun. Like, so the tank doesn't guess, fire. The tank doesn't even fire. Like if you're going to get a tank, you make it fire. And then Stinky unloads on her with a machine gun. And then the computer lady explodes in an enormous explosion. At first, I'm like, oh, cool. She blew up the tank with a machine gun. But no, the tank was still there fine. It was just the lady who blew up. And then she respawned and kept shooting. So I guess she was uh, really tanking the hits there. Oh, this game sucks. This is it sucks. I don't want to play this game. I don't care how realistic the graphics are. There's no two plot. Out, two, <laughs> I don't do anything good. Two out of ten. Would not recommend. I'm gonna take this one back. D don't even bother renting it from Blockbuster, guys. There's a lot of mysteries in this world. You discover that the first man on the moon, Neil A, is alien, spelled backwards. Or you find out that your mother died years before you were born. Or you find a wallet on the street and it has your ID in it. Or your phone rings and it's you on the other end of the line. The real mystery in this world is why businesses can't get quality telecommunication services. Is the NBN right for your business? Or is wireless the best option? You can be a skeptic, but the truth is out there that SwitchNote are the leaders in holistic telecommunication services. Get what your business needs as well as the premium service that your business deserves. To learn more, visit switchnode.com.au So the kill code that apparently only Phoebe and one of the other guys knows is Shift-Alt-Bloodbath. Is that really the best they could come up with? That seems like a very... It's, it seems like an edgy teenager's password to their computer. Bloodbath. Like, Does or, that mean you like, hold down shift and out and then with your right hand you type bloodbath in? Yeah, is it is it shift? Or do you have to hold alt? every letter in bloodbath down at the same time? <laughs> is it like one of I guess in that case it's like one of those the the nuclear launching failsafe systems where you have to have two people with oh, the yeah, keys to unlock it at the same time. <laughs> Except this time it's to shut down the video game rather than power up the video game. I love that the the nerd that had like written this the code for this game. He's like, "No, my precious game, you can't destroy it." For some reason, I spent all the time writing in a special code <laughs> to delete this entire game, though. <laughs> but you can't delete it. <laughs> Why would he spend all that time and energy making a script that deletes his own game? <laughs> Why? I just feel like he's working against himself here. 
And why didn't she just nope, go nope. like control out delete task manager and program? Yeah, or he doesn't even have to delete the game. He just has to just power it down, and they can sort it out later, right? It's really hard to tell because at one point they've got this really old timey tower. It's like those cream coloured computer towers we used to have back in the day, oh, and some yeah. dude's playing around with like the the pins. Like, dude, it's not running on that computer. That computer has a hard drive that's measured in megabytes. <laughs> what do you think you're doing? I guess when the creators were thinking about it in in the writer's room, they just thought, oh, we'll put in some computer stuff and then make them say some computery things and then people will buy it. It's irresponsible script writing. Not only that, but as Phoebe, I think her name was Phoebe, goes to try and delete the game using her Shift-Alt-Bloodbath shutdown <laughs> pass- password thing. She goes, at, the, at first she's like, yeah, okay, I'm going to shut the game down. And then the other guy is like, no, don't shut it down. And then even though she was like, yeah, I can save the day and shut it down, then she's hesitating and everyone else has to, con- and then there are other people telling her, oh, yeah, just just shut it down. We need to save no, them. No, they're our friends. <laughs> yeah, they're our friends. What was with that line? They were just <laughs> you they're, they're just, just saying agents. like, <laughs> don't let those people die. <laughs> yeah, but he's like, It's, it's not about them being human beings who are innocent. It's about them being my friend. <laughs> Like, mate, those those people are just not 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 to rip on Moldy and Stinky, but I guess that guy has a really loose definition of, of friend, which <laughs> maybe, you know is fine. Maybe this is more of the like problematic nerd stuff that this <laughs> that the 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 story is that this person knows so few people that when someone else comes into his like sphere, <laughs> he attaches to them and doesn't let go. Me- meets a person once and then oh, we're best friends. Let's hang out every day. Although I, f- I feel like. You're giving the the writers too much credit for adding that extra level of depth in there. He's text messaging Scully, showing up at her apartment. (laughs) She has to get a restraining order. (laughs) Hey, look at this really cool spaghetti that I cooked today. Do you want to come and, like, share some spaghetti with me? In a totally platonic way. Weird nerd guy from FPS wants to add you on Friendster. (laughs) MySpace invitation from <laughs> nerd guy from FPS. He he only has Tom at the moment, so. Hey, I've got Hotmail. <laughs> Make your own account. <laughs> Thankfully, our heroes, Moldy and Smelly, get out alive. And we're left with quite a thoughtful narrative from Mulder. As he says, which is very true because I'm not sure if 4chan was really around (laughs) at this point. (laughs) But if you thought that, (laughs) you know, getting your hands chopped off inside a video game was bad, man, (laughs) don't head to 4chan. (laughs) Stay clear of that rabbit hole, mate. I really genuinely want to know your thoughts on the finale of the show which was that by one way or another, that same female character was still around in the game, but this time with Scully's face shopped onto the character? Yeah, that was super weird. Did somehow, because she was badass and cool and sort of saves the day at the end, now the computer makes her the new 
villain to kill people. I hesitate to say it, but it seems very Rule 34 to me that this guy's got, like, a borderline pornographic image of Scully that he can go see in the game in real time. I don't know what the authors wanted to leave behind, but to me, it's that is actually really gross and wrong. Yeah. At the same time, they were trying to paint that particular character as sort of bad just because of his previous actions. Yeah, I'd, I'd genuinely be more comfortable if this episode ended with him like having some sort of power to kill people through video games than this. This is like personal and dark and... Um, it's so it weird. Pandas to his fantasy. Nerds creepy, nerds bad type thing. Although this guy in particular was a bit of a bit of a loser, so. Yeah, he was the one that was like wanting to let the more people die inside the game just so he could ship it. Yeah, because he makes a comment before about now now our game's got the FBI stamp on it. Murder, you know, death, cause unknown. Now we're going to be selling these games like hotcakes. Yeah, I'm I'm really disappointed in everyone involved in making this. <laughs> the X-Files, a lot of the time, it's... A lot of people say that it drew inspiration from amazing shows like Twin Peaks and Twilight Zone, of course. And a lot of the time it had, you know, supernatural kind of themes. But this was just an AI computer taking over. And honestly, props to them, props to the writers for trying this concept it was a cool concept but they did not execute it well at all yeah the the sort of very top top level writer's room this would be a fun idea for an episode that's pretty solid the graphics that were actually used in the year 2000 like yeah really good the acting i was expecting them to be worse the actors did their absolute best they did their darndest with what they were given it's everything in between that it's the literal script and literal plot itself was a dog. It just felt very, I was going to say uninspired, but I feel like that's not really the right word. Uninformed, maybe. Dave, let's get literary. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. Literary. The only time, despite this being about the male rage, the male ego, how destructive it is, the only time a man even touches a woman is when Mulder blocks that kick and pushes her off him. Whether they're like real or fake characters, there's violence men to men, women to men, and women to women, but there's no instance of men against women violence. Yeah. I guess what I'm trying to say is this episode is portraying men as being rage-fueled, angry, nonsensical, wastrel, all these terrible characteristics. But when push comes to shove, 
we're not actually seeing them behave that way. It feels like Star Wars Episode Three, where Anakin keeps saying that Obi-Wan does all these terrible things to him, but Obi-Wan's only ever actually being really nice. And when you put those things together, they just don't make sense. To the viewer, you're yeah. like scratching your head. You've got to say and do. Yeah, I feel like, I guess, the stereotypical nerd kind of thing, similar complaint to that, how they're just describing them as this one-sided very shallow kind of loser or in this case really angry abusive kind of people but there's one really big overarching point that is kind of looming on this and that is that the episode was written by three men what so that yeah okay so you could probably be forgiven by thinking that it's some sort of really toxic femininity that's maybe being shown here this is where it's fallen down, is that these three men have tried or not tried, is probably truer to the point, to write about toxic masculinity and problems in male behaviour, and instead written these, like, comical, two-dimensional representations of men's bad behaviour. Stuff that is incredibly forgivable and easy to be overlooked. Like, what, is, what does that really say? Yeah, I guess they just got really lazy. Maybe they had really big ambitions at the start of the episode when they were writing it, and then they just sort of gave up halfway and they're like, yeah, you know what? This is good enough. Let's just leave it as it is. No one will care. I suppose that's like the acceptable, forgivable way to look at it. The other way to look at it would be that this is really problematic You've kind of pretended to address an issue and you haven't. If this episode was really written properly and probably with women involved um, and actually legitimately played into some problems in male behavior instead of pretending to, we might have had something insightful and interesting to watch. Like it could have been a really good episode, but it just wasn't. I mean, yeah, it, it had a lot of potential, but it was just wasted potential. Honestly, like kind of a, really dick move on top of genuinely bad writing anyway just ripping ripping on and marginalizing these groups the problematic content about men was written by men and that's the problem it's a way of being smug and superior they're ignorant stupid and narcissistic it's pushed it too far this time man they learnt nothing self-righteous life forms were eager to prosecute to judge anything they don't understand i don't understand i don't understand what 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 the sorry what Ah. so dave we're at the point in the podcast when with complete and utter ignorant prejudice we give our thoughts about what the x-files must be about based only on our viewing of this episode so dave fill me in what is the x-files about okay so the x-files the x-files is about our two lovable agents Molly and stinky who go around solving crimes but in this crazy blade runner kind of world with new technologies that are being discovered such as the ability to create an amazing, realistic-looking human in a video game, which you can then print out. They're going about solving crimes in this world with new technology, amazing new world, 
and having a good old laugh. They're two people from different worlds. Moldy is the the fun-loving, the fun-loving guy. Scully is his serious counterpart and a bit of a foil to him, but they get along well, and they use their strong bonds to overcome all the difficulties in this world filled with crazy technology. And that's The X-Files. Cool. Well, in my mind, I feel that The X-Files is about a video game creep who has scans of an FBI agent named Scully and 3D images of her. He pursues her on a new thing called the internet and Scully together with her partner, Mulder, who's a disgusting man, as all men are disgusting, testosterone-filled scumbags, have to work together to liberate her from this injustice from the nerds. That's what X-Files is about. It's a good take. I like that. Thank you. You're welcome. So, Dave, a very surprising uphill battle (laughs) this week with first-person shooter. What do we have coming up for our next episode? Okay, so for our next episode, we'll be delving back into the world of animation with Dragon Ball Z, Goku's Ordeal. Yes! Now you're talking my language, Dave. Getting back into the, the classic, the classic 90s anime that almost everyone watched when they were growing up. I certainly I certainly watched it a little bit at my friend's place. Good times. You didn't watch Dragon Ball Z before school like every single morning? A lot of the time I wasn't allowed to watch TV in the mornings before school. Um, what? Which, yeah, man. I had such a rough childhood. Oh, dude. First world problems. That's the worst. I'm Nathan, and you can contact me on Twitter at GoodJibesOnly. And I'm David. And you can contact me at Rough in the Diamonds Memes on Facebook and Instagram. With shiny, fresh, new Rough in the Diamond memes. Absolutely. Cannot wait to put them up there for you all to see. Or not see. Up to you. Uh, I actually meant that you probably, by the time this comes out, you'll have put up your uh, Jump the Shark memes, which you're going to Oh yeah, I've, I've, already, I've already made it. I just haven't put it up yet. Whoa! <laughs> I'm gonna be amazed if anyone actually okay. follows that page. <laughs> Probably won't, but <laughs> why not? See what happens. And as always, our music is by Headshot to the Heart and Scott Buckley. And special thanks to our long-suffering sponsor, Switchnode. Thank you, Switchnode. Thank you, Switchnode. The way that we were meant to be.